Hello, and welcome back to the Language of God podcast. My name is Stefan Delacruz, the friend of God. Today's podcast, we continue Where the Mountains Go. This is part two of this series, Having Faith in God, in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 23. Jesus is teaching us the language of God as we read here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must believe it will happen, and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe, you'll receive it. It will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Now, today we're talking about where Jesus said, Have faith in God, part two of the language of God speaking to the mountains in your life. As you learn the language of God, one of the foundations that will be part of your life is that you will have faith in God. In today's podcast, that is what we're talking about. Having faith in God. What is faith? Simply said, complete trust or confidence in someone or something without knowing all the facts or having all the information. This reminds me of a story. My grandfather was an old-time preacher back in the 40s. He was a Mexican-American descent and preached to mostly migrant workers that crossed over to America to work in the fields. He had a very small church and had to work himself to provide for his wife and 12 children. One very hot summer, he drove over to the next county to help a migrant family. He took four of his teenage sons and headed over in his old Chevy pickup. What the boys didn't know was that the pickup was driving on fumes. My grandfather was going by faith. And he was going by that faith that God would provide. On the way back from helping this family, the old pickup just stopped running. And my grandfather pulled over on that country road. It was a hot summer day and a long way from home. The boys were upset because no one had money to buy fuel. In fact, my grandfather had not been able to find work in weeks and no one in his church had been paying tithes or giving offerings. The money had run out. There wasn't any money, not even to buy food for that day. The boys were upset with their dad so they just sat in the back of the pickup, fuming. My grandfather said to them, Don't worry, God will provide. Now imagine this. There's no money to get home, to go buy fuel and, and get back home. And there was no money to even put food on the table that night. And here is this simple preacher saying to his teenage boys, and if you, if any of you out there have teenage teenagers in your home, you know what it's like trying to talk to them. <laughs> and so this old time preacher simply said to them, God will provide. 
He walked to the front of the truck and he leaned against that old Chevy and he began to pray. God, I've come as far as I could with what I have. Will you help me? Just a simple prayer from an old time preacher. So he sat there waiting and the four boys just upset with their dad didn't even want to talk to him well hours went by and slowly the sun was going down as the sun was setting a farmer in his pickup stopped and asked if they needed help my grandfather shared with the farmer who he was and told him they were out of gas and didn't have any money to pay for the gas the farmer drove away and came back in a bit and filled the old pickup with fuel Then the farmer invited them back to his home for a meal. As they sat down, my grandfather asked if he could bless the meal. The farmer and his wife said yes. My grandfather blessed the farmer, his wife, and family, and all that he owned. They ate and shared about what they each did in life. And as they finished the meal, the farmer said, I must share with you something now. I passed you when you first broke down by the road earlier in the day. I chose to ignore you and continue on to my work. On my way back, I saw that you were still there, broken down. When I got home, I told my wife, and she had a feeling that God was involved. So I came back to ask you if you needed help, and you said you needed fuel. And after speaking with you for a while, I found out that you were a man of God, a preacher. So I drove back to my home and I got the fuel and I told my wife that you were a pastor. Now getting to know you here over this meal and that you're a pastor, we need to share this with you. We have not been in church in a very long time and well, we haven't even paid our tithes. The farmer stood up and walked over to the other side of the table and handed my grandfather an envelope. My grandfather blessed them once again, their work and their family, and thanked them both for the meal, and they drove home. When he got home, he found that the envelope had more than enough money to pay all the bills that had been accumulating, and even enough to take care of his family, put food on the table until he found work. Now talk about a simple faith. Can you live without faith? The answer is no. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, have faith in God. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Isn't that amazing? Did you hear that? It's up to you what you will become. It's up to you what will be done to you. It's the capacity of faith that you have that limits you or sets you free to be the person you were called and destined to be. You have a say in it. It's your faith that has a say in your destiny. And did you know that faith 
is the currency of heaven. Wow, it is just wonderful to know that you have a say in the greatness that you will become. God is showing you how to speak his language. Here in the book of Mark, God says nothing is impossible. But what do you say? God says he can do anything. But what do you say? What about your faith? Have you used your faith lately? Do you know if you have faith? God believes in you, and God knows that nothing is impossible for you. Do you say God is only speaking figuratively? Or do you say God didn't mean it that way? Or do you make excuses? I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not educated. I'm poor. My, my time has passed. You know, listen to what God says. God is saying, what would you do or be if you had no limits? God is saying and asking you that. What would you do if you had no limits? God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to answer your desires more than you want them more than you want them for yourself. You cannot go any further in life than you are right now without faith. Faith is what moves you. Faith is what drives you. And faith is what helps you do the impossible. Think about that. Let's go back to the beginning. What is faith? Simply said, Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something without knowing all the facts or having all the information. Simply, that is what faith is. We each, in fact, every person listening to me exhibits faith in your everyday life. And you might say, well, how's that possible? You don't feel anything. You're not, you know, in prayer. You're not even religious or spiritual, but I'm going to tell you, you have faith and you use it every day. Well, here are the places you use faith. And there's so many, but I'm just going to pick a a few here. When you drive your car, when you sit and eat a meal at a restaurant you've never been to before, and at the end of each day, when you lie down to sleep, you use faith. I can hear you right now. I know what you're thinking. How can this be faith? How? Remember, faith simply said is complete trust or confidence in someone or something without knowing all the facts or having all the information. You have complete trust and confidence that your car will run without any problems. You get in that car and you turn it on and you take off. You also have complete trust and confidence that you will not be in a serious accident today as you're driving. You don't even think twice as you step on the gas pedal and increase the speed. And yes, I know some of you speed. (laughs) You need to get quickly where you're going. That's your reason. You may say that you're not even thinking about your actions while you drive. And that it has become commonplace to get in your car and drive. So, no big deal, right? That's not faith. 
But let's stop. Let's go back to the beginning, okay? Because see, faith starts at the beginning with all of us. Remember when you first learned to drive? How you stepped on the brakes? You stepped on them so hard the car just slammed forward? How you rev the motor as you learn to control how hard to step on the gas pedal? At the beginning, you did not have complete trust or confidence in your driving skills or the car you were driving. So at the very beginning, and if, you, if you're honest with yourself, you'll remember you were hesitant. You might even have been scared because you didn't know there wasn't enough information there. But you had to trust and believe not only in that vehicle you were about to learn how to drive, but you had to trust and believe in your own abilities. The Bible says it this way in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and an assurance about what we do not see. And as I shared with you earlier, faith, simply put, is a complete trust or confidence in someone or something without knowing all the facts or having all the information. Today, you have no problem getting into that car and driving and driving because you have complete trust and confidence in the car and in your skills. Faith has become knowledge and experience. So what about a meal at your favorite restaurant or at a restaurant you've never been to? How is that faith? Well, let's take a look. If you remember, once again, what is faith? Learn this. What is faith? Simply said, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So at your, so you're at a restaurant and you order your food and they set it in front of you. What do you do? Well, like most people who ha- just had their meal brought to them, they eat it. Here's the part faith comes in. You didn't see these people who cooked your meal. You didn't see the people as they were prepping it for you. And you don't see people in that restaurant asking someone to first taste their food or to find out if it's safe to eat. You don't see any of this going on. You don't see people being cautious. You see them eating and laughing and enjoying their meal. Why? They have faith that the people who cooked their meal has made it safe to eat. And they have confidence that that is what was done. They have complete trust in the restaurant and their people. Now, what about lying down to sleep? How is that faith? Who has promised you? Think about this for a moment. Who has promised you that you have tomorrow? Who's given you so much confidence that you know you're going to be here tomorrow? That when today, as you're out today, you're planning tomorrow, next week, next month, years ahead of you. Who's promised that you're going to have that time? How do you know that you will wake from your sleep tonight? We all sleep each night and wake in the morning. It's been that way since we were babies. It has become a common thing for us to do. So we don't even think about waking up in the morning. It just happens. Our faith has become knowledge and experience. So we know without a shadow of a doubt, we will wake up tomorrow morning to begin our day. 
So your faith, once again, has become experience. So you have faith. Listen to this. You have faith right now more than you know. You actually are using faith every day. Remember, in this teaching today, it's the second thing that we must have to speak the language of God to the mountains in our lives. And that is faith in God. It's not hard to have faith in God. Faith is simply trust without all the information or facts. You already do that. I do that. Everyone listening to me right now already does that. Who has faith? The answer is you do. You have faith. If you're driving your car right now, you have faith. If you've eaten at a restaurant you've never eaten at today, you got faith, my friend. And if you are out and about your day, then you have faith. It doesn't take much faith, but you have it. You trusted that this day would be a good day for you without knowing all the facts and information that this day held for you. Imagine that. Without having all the information and all the facts, you trusted and believed that today is going to be a good day for you. That's faith. That faith may be small, but it's still faith. And that's all you need to begin to speak the language of God. And you need to know how to speak the language of God to tell those mountains in your life, move out of my way. Hey, trust God, even if you don't have all the facts, even if you don't have all the information. Remember, God believes in you. God believes that nothing is impossible for you to do. And you may be facing mountains today, mountains that seem impossible to move, mountains that seem impossible to get around. And you may feel there's just no way, but God believes in you. And God says to you, nothing is impossible for him. God knows your potential and God knows who you are meant to be because he created you. God believes in you and knows that you can do the impossible with his help. Let's take a moment here and let's ask God for the impossible. If you repeat this with me, this short little prayer, God, I come before you just as I am with all my imperfections and shortcomings. I ask that you would help me, help my faith. You believe in me that nothing is impossible for me. Help me believe in me that nothing is impossible. Today, God, I believe in you, even without all the facts, without all the information, I trust you and believe. Help me learn the language of God and help my faith. Amen. If you've enjoyed this show today, please let me know. You can contact me at my Twitter or Facebook account or by email. When contacting me, please include the show title you are commenting on. Thank you. And remember, you're not alone. Have a great day.